0: Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Book. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head matchups and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. All right, how you guys doing today? Thanks for joining me over here at Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR fantasy Sportsbook. Let's just jump right on into it and take a look at what we have for this week, our featured matchups, starting with Kyle Busch in the eight car, going up against Ross Chastain in the one car looks like we've got all playoff drivers again the 45 car of Tyler Reddick going up against the five car of Kyle Larson the 23 car Bubba Wallace is going against the six car of Brad Keselowski and finally we've got the 24 of William Byron going head-to-head against Ryan Blaney so back to the top looking at their career stats Kyle Busch has five races run at the track Two of those being top five finishes, averaging 40% up there in the top five for him. Also, two top 10 finishes for Kyle, again, averaging 40% up there in the top 10. He's also got two DNFs. Guess what that means? 40%. And he's led 25 laps, averaging out five laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 21.2. Kyle has no wins at the Roval. Looking at Ross Chastain's career, he's got four races run at the track. No top five, no top ten finishes, no DNFs, and he has three laps lead. His average finish at the track is 26.5. He also has no wins. All right, this week we're going to take a look at some comparable tracks. Sonoma, Watkins Glen, Coda, and Chicago being the four we'll look at, as well as the Roval from last season. So we're looking at the Roval from the 2022 season. In fact, all the uh, next-gen races from the 22 and 23 season so the world of 2022 sonoma in 22 and 23 watkins glen for both the 22 and 23 season coda the same thing and one race here at chicago this season so after averaging all these tracks together kyle bush his average finish position comes up to a 14.5 ross chastain real close behind him at 15.0 Averaging their driver ratings together puts Kyle Busch at 82.2, Ross Chastain comes up at 84.59. Well here, we have a close matchup between the two drivers that have screwed me the most this season. Now they are head to head, leaving me wondering which direction to go here. Kyle's career stats look better at a glance, but he does have that failure to finish rate at 40%, where Chastain has finished all his races in the Roval. Now defaulting to last season's loop data here, again has Kyle looking to be the better of the two. Kyle's driver rating is listed in 12th. Chastain way down in 31st. Green flag speed shows Bush ranking P26, Chastain P33, and looking at their speed rankings from the last race, as Bush ranked P10 with a third-place finish, and Ross ranks 27th with his 37th-place finish. Looking at their total speed rankings for the road course circuit in the 2023 season brings their numbers a little closer together. Kyle's average speed rank is 12, where Ross lands in at 15.8. All in all, this track shows to be more favorable to the 18, so until I see any practice, I will be penciling in the one car. Yep, you heard me right. Ross Chastain is Rowdy's pick. Baiting Kyle last week worked for me. I'm doing it again. All right, our second matchup has Tyler Reddick going up against Kyle Larson. Tyler's got three races run at the track. He's got one top five finish, finishing in one third of his races there. He's got two top 10 finishes, finishing in the top 10 in two thirds of his races. He's got no DNFs at the track and has led 21 laps, averaging out to seven laps led per race. Tyler's average finish at the track is 7.3, still no win for him. Kyle Larson, he's got four races run at the track with one top five finishing in the top five in 25% of his runs. He's got one top 10, 25%. No DNFs, 60 laps led, averaging out to 15 laps led per race, and his average finish out the track is 18.5. Kyle does have one win, winning in 25% of his races. Now looking at the Roval, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, Coda, and Chicago, averaging out their numbers, puts Tyler Reddick's average finishing position at 15.63. Kyle Larson comes up with a 16.5. Average driver ratings has Tyler Reddick at 99.79, Kyle Larson 88.75. Here again we see some close numbers, with Reddick edging out Larson on the comp tracks this season. With the stage racing back on the road courses, it forces Reddick's hand into the points game, which will probably have him stuck back in traffic after each stage. Larson can go either direction, but most likely be running for track position going for that win. There's no point in going over any numbers here, basically due to the nature of where these two are in the standings with this being a cutoff race. Unless Larson has a wreck or mechanical issues, he will be running up front at all costs. I'm riding shotgun with Kyle Larson, Rowdy's pick. All right, our third matchup has the 23 car Bubba Wallace going up against the six car Brad Keselowski. Bubba's got five races run at the track, no top five finishes, one top 10 finish, finishing up in the top 10 in 20% of his runs, one DNF, that's 20%. No laps led, and Bubba's average finish at the track is 20.4. Still looking for his first win. Brad Keselowski, he's got five races run at the track. One top five finish, finishing up there in the top five in 20% of his runs, as well as the top 10 in 20% of his runs. One DNF, also 20%. Brad has 39 laps led, averaging up to 7.8 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 17.6. He has zero wins at the track as well. Looking at the comp track average, finish position puts Bubba Wallace at 26.63, Brad Kozlowski comes up with an 18.38. Looking at their driver ratings, Bubba comes up with a 52.10 and Brad a 59.71. Now, the 2022 season was rough on Bubba on the road circuit. He had an engine failure at Sonoma, suspension issues at the Glen, as well as at Coda. Kozlowski, he finished all his races in both the 22 and 23 seasons so far. Alright, now this is the closest match of the week here. Let me explain why. In the 22 season, Bubba had a host of issues, including a blown motor at Sonoma, suspension issues at both the Glen and Coda. Kozlowski, he finished all his road races in both the 22 and 23 seasons so far. But now, if we eliminate the 22 season from the comp tracks, it shows Bubba's a bit faster this year by the way of his Now, average finish position compared to Brad who dropped off a few points to 22.5 but still besting Bubba's average. Bubba however had the better driver rating with a boost up to 57.18 and Kozlowski drops a bit to 52.7. Their speed rankings are also on top of each other from the last run at the Roval with Brad listed P22 and Bubba P23. Looking at their speed rankings for the 23 season, has Bubba's average speed rank at 19.8, where Keselowski comes in at 24.6. This is back and forth, no matter how you stack the cards up. It will come down to practice, as track position will be important this weekend. One more thing I looked at to help with my decision here is that what have you done for me lately factor. In the last 10 races, all track types, the six cars picked up the second most points in the field. Bubba is ranked ninth with more than a 50 point deficit. That being said, I've got a pencil in the six for this one. Brad K is Rowdy's pick. All right, our final matchup has William Byron going up against Ryan Blaney. Willie B, he's got five races run at the track with no top five finishes and two top 10 finishes, finishing up the top 10 in 40% of his runs. He's got one DNF failing to finish in 20% of his runs. William's got 80 laps led, averaging 16 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 14.6, still looking for his first win on the rover. Ryan Blaney, he's got five races run at the track with two top five finishes finishing up in the top five in 40% of his runs. He's got four top 10 finishes finishing up in the top 10 in 80% of his runs. Ryan's got no DNFs, 40 laps led, averaging out to eight laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 9.8, and he does have one win, winning in Percent of his races. Now looking at the average of the comp tracks puts William Byron's average finish at 11.5. Ryan Blaney comes up with a 19.5. William Byron's driver rating comes up to 92.14. Ryan Blaney 68.16. Alright we have a pretty substantial discrepancy by the way of the comp track averages. Looking into the loop data from the last race at the track has Byron leading the way. He had the seventh best driver rating compared to Blaney's 12th. Green flag speed, Byron P2, Blaney P21. Just for good measure, speed rankings from the 2022 race has Byron's total speed ranking at 13th. Blaney comes up in 21st once again. Having a look at the speed rankings from all road courses this season lists Byron in P7 with an average speed rank of 9.8. Blaney is listed 28th with a speed rank of 25.2. While the morale is high and that 12 team can just go for it this weekend, Byron is good on points and should also be racing the same strategy. Again, track position will be key. Whoever practices well and backs up their run in qualifying trim will most likely get my pick. But until I see those numbers, I've got to go with the 24, Willie B as Rowdy's pick. All right, we've made it to the point in the show where we take a look at Rowdy's season average. Again, I'd like to skip this one. We only put up 10 points last week. Tough season, the parody is back. So, week 30. Total points possible, 1,200. I am currently sitting at 670. That puts me at 56%, leaving a lot of points on the table. Five races to go, mathematically, 67% not happening from last year, but I'm shooting for 60% for this year. Let's see what we can do. All right, let's move on and take a look at the sports books, see how the casinos have things ranked. We'll take a look at the top 10 and see if I find any values there, starting with Chase Elliott as their favorite. He's listed at plus 600 at BetMGM, DraftKings, BetRivers, and Bet365. William Byron comes in next at plus 700 at Caesars and BetRivers. You can find Tyler Reddick next for plus 850 only at Barstool. Kyle Larson comes in next at 9-1 at DraftKings, BetRivers, Bet365, and Barstool. Next, we've got Michael McDowell. He's listed at plus 1,000. That's 10 to 1 at BetMGM and BetRivers. AJ Allmendinger comes in at plus 1,200 at Bet365 and Barstool. Martin Truex, 15 to 1 only at Caesars. Denny Hamlin, plus 1,800 at DraftKings and BetRivers. Next, you've got Kyle Busch listed at 20 to 1 at BetMGM and Bet365. And finally, Daniel Suarez, also 20 to 1 at BetRivers, Bet365, and Barstool. As far as values in the top 10, I like AJ Almendinger at plus 1200. AJ's got two top 10s at the Roval. He blew a motor in the 21 season. I could see him pulling another top 10, but he's gonna be going for that win. At plus 1200, I like that. It might be worth the unit for AJ Almendinger. Other than that, the top 10 doesn't really show any value. I see a lot of value outside of the top 10, and we'll take a look at a couple of long shots right now, just to reiterate that fact. There are many long shots to be had this weekend, but one that stands out to me is the 48 of Alex Bowman. With the highest average finish position and all top 10 finishes behind him, makes him a great long shot driver. And I feel his odds are a bit long at plus 3,500 for the outright, making it a worthy bet. If you're looking for just the top 10 finish, you can still get Bowman for plus money at plus 155. Money in the bank, I say. Another long shot to consider, and I can't believe he didn't make the top 10 for this one, is Ryan Blaney. With four top 10 finishes in five races, and the team morale at a yearly high, makes Blaney a worthy candidate. His outright is also pretty long at plus 2,800, and will probably be bet down rather quickly. Again, don't forget he no longer needs to points race this round, making his top 10 odds at plus 135 really sound good. Get you some Ryan Blaney for this one. Alright, moving on to Rowdy's winner winner pick of the week with the pressure off, getting into the next round, and the way the 24 ran Watkins Glen makes Willie B my top dog this weekend. He has a good handle on the road course this season by the show of his average speed rank on the overall road course circuit, which comes up at 9.8. If they bring his Watkins Glen car here this weekend, he's going to be a tough one to beat. Willie B going to bring home yet another trophy this weekend all right y'all that's about it for me over here but before i go i want to invite you to listen to another great podcast a nascar podcast called the final app weekly with carrie murphy and toby christie two guys talking about all things nascar it's a fun listen the guys are entertaining and you also get a little bit more rowdy dragon in the end covering all the fantasy stuff over there so come on over to thefinallap.com and click on that podcast tab and you are listening or you can find it at tobychristy.com, right there in the middle of the page but you can also find the final app weekly on just about any podcatcher near you give it a listen be in the know all right folks that does it for me here this week i appreciate all of you having a listen to rowdy dragon's nascar fantasy sports book it means a lot to me there are 40 million podcasts out there and you're listening to this one thank you all right folks I'll be back again with some more of this good stuff for you next week. We'll see you then.